Hello, you're listening to The Short Story, the daily podcast that will help you make sense of what is happening in STOs and crypto assets. My name is Stefan Lösch. Hi, so I'm here with uh, Ken Tindell, who is CTO of Canis Automotive Labs. And we want to talk today about this new crypto security chip that uh, Samsung apparently released and that we read about in uh, Mobile Payments Today and in Cointelegraph. Hi. Hi. Okay, can I ask you, firstly, very simply, so what does this chip actually do? Okay, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, a version of a, or it's a chip in a, in a category called a hardware security modules. So what it does is it securely stores uh, keys so that they can't be got out of the device and it implements uh, a whole bunch of uh, cryptography algorithms securely in hardware, uh, which is obviously fast as well as, as secure, um, to, to then interface with the processor. So the processor doesn't do any of these things um, on the main application chip. And so, but why do you need this? Why can't the processor just do it? If the processor can do this very easily, no? Yeah, you can do that in uh, in software um, on uh, on the application processor. That's how we've done security for, for for many many years. The problem comes if you you have to trust the software on the application processor, and if you're going to share that software with uh, anyone else, or that software has uh, security vulnerabilities in it, which of course uh, all software pretty much does, then uh, you can hijack the the application processor through some some uh, bug or backdoor, and then uh, read out the keys and and do what you like with it. So the idea here is that if you hijack the processor, you can't hijack the hardware security module. It's a secure, it's like inside its own little castle. Oh, okay. And so the keys, so how does it work? The keys are in there and then they're being told to the processor or the... the no, that, that's, that's the key. Oh. That's the real, if you forget oh. the button, that's the real key to this is that uh, the keys never come out. Uh, so if you want something encrypted, you send the thing to be encrypted to to the hardware. It encrypts it with the keys it's got, and then sends the result back. So the uh, the, the processor never sees the keys. It only ever hands over the plaintext oh, okay. well, and gets the crypto text important. back. Yeah. But uh, so if I take over, so but if I take over the processor, I can just send something to the hardware security module, and then it encrypts it for me, and that sort of the same no how does uh, it yes yeah, so that's okay so so this is this is what this is this is normally the function of a, a a coprocessor is to store those keys and do that this has something more um it allows the uh, what they call a a root of trust so it does a little bit more than just a um doing the encryption algorithms and the key storage it also uh when the system boots um checks uh via a bunch of means i don't know exactly how this one works but it's what happens is they basically they hash the, uh, the the bootloader to make sure the bootloader is the authorized bootloader of the device, um, and then that bootloader will boot a secondary bootloader, and then the first bootloader will send the code of the secondary bootloader through the chip, do the hashing algorithm, check that that ma matches the uh, thing is an authorized firmware, and then you can run that. So if you like, there's a chain of uh, of code from a bootloader to a secondary bootloader to the operating system. Uh, maybe to an application itself, and at each stage you're checking that the uh, the application is the real application that came from the uh, from the vendor. Mm. Uh, so this means that somebody has to hijack uh, a trusted application in order just to use that encryption service. Uh, 
so you can't work out the keys. You can only send uh, through whatever API uh, is, is available to encrypt some some specific thing, not a general purpose thing. And then that so that that trust chain uh, gives you an extra protection. Uh, so the okay. the job of someone hacking this uh, is a lot harder now. They've got to break through that chain uh, by some backdoor means. And is it, this is a bit like the thing on the iPhone, right? The iPhone is something as well, and there's this like, uh, oh, and then put your fingerprint or something like this, no? Is this, is, uh... Yes, yes. So the, uh, the iPhone's uh, uh, secure enclave um, is, is all of this plus uh, yeah, a fingerprint reader. So again, the fingerprints aren't going through um, uh, the whole oh, So they go module. directly to the secure enclave. Exactly. So there exactly. you, can't so... Really, you can't really fake the fingerprint the processor no. doesn't say, oh, I got the right fingerprint, so you can go ahead. But it's a hardware security module that says, okay, get me the fingerprint. Yeah, exactly. And until the fingerprint has unlocked the device, uh, it won't decrypt or encrypt anything for you. Um, oh, okay. so, so it's really very powerful. This is why, unfortunately, it means, uh, the side effect means, if you, uh, on your iPhone, and you drop it and you break the fingerprint sensor, um, <laughs> the entire um, hardware encryption module and everything has to be replaced because it's, they're all in one module. And so uh, suddenly it becomes an extremely expensive operation and all your, your, your keys have been lost um, because you had to throw away that whole yeah. hardware module and the, the whole thing has to be recertified okay. and uh, reprovisioned. Okay, and so for, for blockchain, obviously that the, the, the application that we're thinking about here is essentially digital wallet, a wallet software on your phone, yeah, where the wallet stores the key or rather the keys are generated on the hardware security module and the wallet then just sort of interfaces with them and says, look, uh, do your fingerprint to do something, but the keys are very, very safe and no yes. other application can read them, yeah? That's, that's, that's exactly right. Yes. But what you so, just said, that's massive, a uh, massive problem. If you drop your phone and the fingerprint reader is destroyed, then you might actually have lost your keys irretrievably, right? Uh, if that's the only place they are, yes. Yes. Um, now, of course, there, there are mechanisms. Uh, so App Apple has mechanisms around this. So there's a, a, a chain of keys. So that you use keys to sign keys and the master key is stored oh, in okay. one place that so Apple verifies in, co-signs your keys and so on. So mm. that, yes, you can get back into your iCloud uh, account and so on. But if you had a, a, a purely offline, no backup storage system where you put the keys into the hardware security module and then you lost the hardware security module, yeah, you've lost the keys. Okay. Um, Okay. I mean, this is this is kind of fundamental to all all security systems. You either lock something down so much that if something goes wrong, you've lost it, or the mechanism for recovering things if you've lost it because it itself becomes a security mm -hmm. risk. It's always a problem. <laughs> and when I read the press release, they wrote something that I didn't understand at all. They said it's a CCEAL six plus certification. What yes. do they mean with this? Okay, so uh, that, that's, that's a scale that goes from um, software that uh, has been developed well, if you say, at the level one, and up to level seven, which is uh, safety critical. You can put your, your life in, in the hands of a piece of electronics. So six plus software. is pretty good. So six plus is, is one below putting your life in its hands. Uh, so that's, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, so they use formal methods, formal proof technologies uh, mm. and tools to verify with mathematical induction and so on that the software mm. does what it says it did. Um, oh, that, that's important. So what you're saying is it's not they, they don't they don't say, oh, wow, well, that's a fantastic key storage or whatever. And it works fantastic for these kind of things. It just says, look, you said it does this and we, re you, we really check that it does this and yes. the software works as advertised. Yes. 
exactly. So you, the, the specification of the advertising is uh, formally encoded into, into mathematics and then you formally verify that uh, the, the software and hardware okay. meets that formal specification. Okay, so this is a much more generic thing than just wallets or whatever. This is really um, safety critical, security critical systems. Uh, and you mentioned like put your life on it, so it could be it's something that is used also in medical systems or in avionics and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes, uh, this, this, this specific standard I think has been picked up by by the payments industry, so it's been used for for um, e-sims and payment cards and so on. But um, this kind of t the things that it asks okay, for kind of are are the same kind of things that safety critical standards ask for. Yeah, uh, at the top level. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's all for today. Thanks for listening and I hope to see you again tomorrow. Bye.